Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Yeah, Colin, we're both wearing the same shirt. Look at us. Yeah, I like normal wear the uh, um, American Take Flight one. Can I just get mm. this? Can I just get this started? Is that okay? Would you, you want to just go go yeah. ahead? No, no, because you're gonna... kind of open it up. There is a reason why Bruni and I both aren't wearing football shirts, <laughs> and I'm gonna let everyone get take a second to realize why. And that is because football hasn't done well enough to where we want to buy a shirt for football. The only reason Bruni and I have an American Take Flight shirt is because they gave it to us for free and we had to beg for it. Literally. And I know that's, you know, that's that might be like a like a weird shot, but they just lost 58 to 21 to Cal and, and Cal covered the the over by themselves. And I and I think I, no one thought that. I don't think anyone thought that. And and later we'll get into some of the tweets that Y'all just willingly gave me without barely any type of, you know, nudging, which it's which kind of gets the, uh, you know, gets the pulse of the people out there. But that was a bad game, Bruni, and it's a bad game that I haven't seen from a UNT team in a long time. What do you mean you haven't seen a bad loss from a UNT team in a long time, Colin? And I, I don't want to spend too long on this because it's no, not and I, really I don't, I don't either because there's a lot, there's like actual it's, stuff we can talk about. Yeah, the past is the past. But what, I, but what I mean, what I mean is that it would have taken you to tell me the pessimist between both of us a lot to say that we were going to lose fifty-eight to twenty-one. Like if you if you told me, Colin, we're going to lose by what is that, thirty-seven points, thirty-seven points to Cal. Yeah. I couldn't even give you a number because I wouldn't believe that that could happen because you and I throughout this whole season, not only were going to give the team the benefit of the doubt, but we thought that, and we, we'll get into this later. We thought that coaching, the coaching staff changing was going to change a lot. And we're going to talk about here in a second, if that's true or not, because to me, not a lot has changed. And this team, this Cal team, but compared to that 2019 team, we had the Cal rider on, Said it's not supposed to be as good as that 2019 team. They only lost by what was it, seven points to? I, I can't remember the exact. So it was like 27, 21 or 27, 24. Yeah. Regardless, it doesn't matter. It wasn't 37 points. They beat North, North Texas lost to Cal against Cal's backup quarterback. Yeah. They got beat by the run game to start. We didn't even hear from the Cal writer about the run game. We heard about the receivers and the quarterback and their athletics. About Jay Knott, but yes. But yeah, but you know what I mean. Like it was the explosiveness of the offense and then their defense. And then not to mention, anytime North Texas had a chance to tackle and prove you and I wrong in terms of any tackling, it was almost me, it was almost like it was like a like a joke. Like you'd have Ott, who you just brought up, or who I we both just brought up, and he'd run, and then you'd be like, Oh, they got him right here. Oh, 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 they they'll start oh they'll start oh he's gonna run for nine more yards. Oh, okay. And that happened multiple times. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot to talk about here, but I just wanted to open it up. North Texas loses 58-21 to Cal. They don't score in the second half. I'll hand it to you. There's there's a lot here. Um, they did lose 58-27 to to UNLV last year. Yeah, which Almost is worse. the same score. Um, that was a pretty bad loss. So I, I put that loss. in a similar tier. Um, I'll start positive. Yeah, start positive. What do you got? Um, I I didn't expect North Texas to win this game. Um, I didn't expect them to cover the spread, and so from that perspective, you obviously I expected them them to lose by 
probably a 10 or more to a degree. I, I completely agree. Like, uh, that's one thing. Um, second of all, we had no idea what this team was going to look like. Mm-hmm. As much as we think we knew what this team was going to look like, yeah. we had no idea what this team was going to yep. look like. I agree with you in that it shouldn't have looked this bad. It should not have come as painfully as it did today. But at the same time, look, we knew the quarterback situation was not great. We we tried letting y'all down easily. We tried. Let saying, me tell you look, something, Bernie. The quarterback ahead. situation isn't even the worst part of what we saw. No, tonight. it's not. It's not. okay. Yeah, it's I just not. wanted to make sure we. But uh, again, the quarterback situation, one thing. All right. Yeah. Um. You know, defensively, you can only take losing transfers for year after year after year for so long. Mm-hmm. To me, like at some point, losing Deshaun Gaddy, losing Larry Nixon, you go back even further, lose, losing the Murphy twins. Like you go down the list of players uh, that have left. And then KD Davis obviously graduates. And then like, we can go through injuries. Kevin Wood just, uh, in the preseason, Jalen Smith got injured tonight. I don't yeah. know how long or if he came so, back. So there, was, there were signs here, and it's like – you look at a lot of these teams. I think UTSA is a decent example of it. I have them on, on my TV right now. But, like, they reloaded with junior college, highly rated junior college players, um, then transfers as well. So it's this team does not have enough high-end transfers, in my opinion, yeah. to be competitive. I think in this day and age, G5 teams, the only way you're competitive is if you take high-level transfers. Like, that's just my opinion right now um so there's a lot that this team has uh, again we tried i tried using it as a, a positive that they had so much returning to a degree that's which fine they did. which they did like, they that's do not that's not something that you can say one way or the other they did have a lot of people returning but with the new coaching staff like at the end of the ultimately i mean we watched colorado just beat tcu right and Colorado last year probably would have lost to North Texas. Like Colorado was awful. They went one and eleven last year. Yeah. Now it's a very, very, very different situation with their head coach and he brings in his son as quarterback, best cornerback in the country. At regardless, though, it's an overhaul, right? Okay. Top to bottom. Let me stop you. And that's not what they had. So do you want to go big picture to start or do you want to go um small picture? Let me rebut against your returning thing, even though I agree with you to a degree. Uh-huh. They returned a lot of people. I completely agree in that you have to rebuild through the transfer portal. But I don't think anybody over the last five years would have thought that a team that we perceived to have a lot of talent in losing their two best players on defense, which was Deshaun Getty and uh, Larry Nixon. Like you add and Katie two- Davis. Yeah, and Katie Davis. Sorry. Yeah, and Katie Davis uh, to, to graduating. If you add those three back to the team, I'm not sure this 58 score changes much. Maybe. Um, so that gets into, again, do you want to talk about this game or do you want to talk about the big picture? I'll have you. You want to talk I'll about the you, game? I'll have, I'll have you uh, navigate us through the uh, the. Well, water let's talk through. about the game first. Okay. Because okay. I, I started talking big picture, and I want to talk about the game because people okay. listen for the game a little bit. Um, let's start offensively. Mm-hmm. To me, it was always a facade. I didn't think that they looked great at any point in the game, even when Demory Macklin was ripping off 50-yard receptions. Um, Cal's defense last year was not good. This year, it's probably – it'll be better this year, but still it's probably not a very, you know, good defense uh, for Cal. Um, And you could tell up front – 
North Texas did not have what it takes to block Cal. That yeah. was one of my biggest takeaways. It's um, which which hurts because I understand Cal is a Pac-12 team. I understand Cal has better athletes, but like you said in 2019, it didn't feel like North Texas got pushed around to this degree. Obviously, you have Mason Fine, and it's a completely different circumstance. But yeah, it didn't feel like. Th- it didn't feel like North Texas got pushed around when they played last time four years ago. And so now you have Stone Earl hitting Jamoy Macklin, and Jamoy Macklin is a dude, MVP of this game. Yeah, the, yeah. Not even the touch, not even the uh, long pass he had to start the game. Uh, the second the one. first one was the second one. The he second had, one, yeah. Where he just creates five yards of separation off the line of scrimmage. And I was like, oh my God, this dude. Yeah. This dude can move. So. Jamore Macklin, MVP of the game by far. Um, nobody else had more than 27 receiving yards for the game. So really, it was just Macklin or Bust. And that obviously, to me, inflates Earl Stone's numbers quite a bit. I'm not especially, saying- when they're for, especially when it's four receptions for 122 yards. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. And he had to throw the ball there. He threw the yeah, ball he there. Did. He, he, he did. did. Give him credit. I don't think, like you said earlier, I don't think Earl, the quarterback play was the problem, personally. No. I Yeah, it, I mean, they didn't give Earl anything. It's very clear to me. Nothing went right offensively except Jamari Macklin. Um, and that's on everybody to a degree. Like that's offensive line wasn't good. I didn't think the run game was good. I think we got some answers into my biggest concern going into the year, which is this team is not built to be an air raid team. And because of that, you, this team can't run the ball. It's like it's, and uh, that goes back to us, you know, not getting a push up front. So maybe it wouldn't have mattered, but at the end of the day, they, they didn't look like they knew how to run the ball with yeah. this personnel. Yeah. Which obviously, you know, Seth Luttrell and them had their flaws, but they at least knew how to run the ball. This yeah. team, without a good – without I'm going to say without a good quarterback and with an, a receiving core that I think is basically Jamoy Macklin and then everybody else, <laughs> I just – it's not it's not a team that's built to run air raid. And that gets into a big picture point that I'll talk about later, but ultimately that's kind of where I'm at with the offense. I did I just didn't you put up it was a twelve point game at halftime, and I never for one heartbeat thought North Texas was coming back in this game. Agreed. Agreed. Um I don't I, I feel like you explained the game itself well. Um I guess the only point that I would Are say on top okay, the, the only point that I would say on top of it is going back to that twenty nineteen game and a team that underperformed a whole lot and we, we've talked about that at length for years we talk about to that team to this day um it's part of the reason why Seth the is fired that team i don't i outside of mason fine on paper i feel like shouldn't be better than this team and that cal team is better on paper yeah than this cal team especially defensively and that and that's my concern because it's 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 not like we're comparing cal to arkansas or cal to some other power five school this team has played we're comparing it to a team that they played four years ago you know who hasn't blown the roof off anybody cal has not been amazing these last four years right no um we even talked to their writer like the writer wasn't the writer didn't come on here and go oh they're gonna blow the brakes off of north texas he wasn't saying that cal was gonna lose and i don't think most people you know, in, in, in their, in a reasonable mind would say that North Texas should have won this game because they shouldn't have, you know, on paper or, or whatever you want to say. Yeah. But they shouldn't have lost by 37. Yeah. And, and look like 
to me, again, I never really thought they had a chance. It was pretty obvious yeah. from the beginning. I thought it was it was over. Even right away. Right away. Defensively, real quick. Obviously, to me, defense the defensive side of the ball was even more concerning than offense when you yeah. give up this amount of points. Uh, you mentioned earlier the tackling was abysmal. Um, I don't even have. Let me let me get the. the game I have numbers up. up. What do you want me to tell you? I was just looking up the the individual tackle numbers. Jalen Smith had the most with nine. Um, like the thing is, they play that three three five, right? Yeah, and that's fine, but against Cal, when obviously they already run first team, and they know more than I do. Sure, I always like prefacing that because you know coaches get paid to do this at a high level, but North Texas not only does not have the linebackers yeah. to stop the run here against Cal, they didn't have the defensive line to stop this uh, Cal team, and then so then. The running backs get to the second level fairly easily, and then you have safeties that have to make the tackles. <laughs> and my God, yeah, that was some of the worst tackling. That's where you missed Deshaun Gaddy, in my opinion. That's where I agree. Guys, like no, we, I agree take, we took, you know, Keyshawn McLean for granted. We took Ky- Kyrie Muhammad, I think, for granted to a degree uh, with their tackling. It's Deanne like Bill, I guess, if you want to even get closer to the front front line. Yeah, there. like like I'm. Secondary specific though, yeah. Logan Wilson and Phil Hill single-handedly handed Jaden Ott at least a third of his yards. Yeah, from not being able to tackle. And then Gabe Brooks pointed this out on Twitter. I thought, I mean, they weren't they weren't taking great angles in the pass game either. Like the yeah. safety position to me, if you read out, it's an F, flat out F. Yeah. F. And and that goes back to maybe me and us being optimistic about this secondary when there was really nothing to be optimistic about except See, Rich Tejada. That's what bothers me is that I'm like this season up to this point, and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I have been the pessimist of this group to like a fault almost. And I thought that I was being too hard on this team early. And in no mind of of my own could I think that that performance could have happened like yeah I used Deshaun Getty right he could he would have made some tackles but does it save touchdowns like are you are you actually saving any touchdowns I get get what you're saying like they're to that Um, level you know what I mean like more problems than just having a safety but I mean nobody on the team could tackle they bounced off everybody Morris said uh what was the quote I don't have the worst tackling half he's ever seen yeah from your head coach who, like it was literally unwatchable. This is yeah. a Cal team last year that rushed for 90 yards per game, yeah. and Jaden not finished with how much? Uh, 188. Yep, and two touchdowns on seven on uh, 20 carries. Yep, he was rushing for almost for nine yards a carry. Like this is again, it goes back to what we've seen the past six years, obviously. We hoped it would change a little bit, but at the end of the day, your safeties are not good enough. Your linebackers are not good enough. Your defensive line, we think, is kind of good enough, but in a 3-3-5, it's kind of hard for those guys to really be playmakers mm-hmm. because they didn't blitz. They didn't really... They brought three basically every time Finley or Jackson dropped back to pass, which i sure I can guess I can understand, but like it didn't work. Sam Jackson was three of four. Ben Finley was twenty-four of thirty-four. 
yeah. 279 one touchdown like it, it didn't work so that there was no pass rush your your set your the rest of your defense is not good enough uh that was a real real concern if we're looking at the this game and you know the next two three games that defense the tackling is one thing uh but i just think personnel overall overall that is that is jarring to give yeah. up this many yards to this team yeah jarring no yeah i mean i feel like most of us turn i mean most fans turn to the game sam jackson was their third string quarterback at tcu last year um, and you know, Max Duggan and Chandler Morris are good quarterbacks. So like, there's no shame in that, but he didn't win the job outright when he got to Cal. No, we talked he to was in a position battle yeah. with Ben Finley. Yep. He wins the job. I thought Sam Jackson looked really good in his like, you know, first, quarter. uh, yeah, quarter the first quarter he played or whatever yeah, the first quarter. Um, so when he left, I was like, you know, maybe North Texas has a chance here. Yeah. Because they, I, I didn't think they were stopping him. I didn't think so either. And then Ben Finley comes in, and it's the same thing. Lights out, just lights out, just over. And so, and and that's not without like they still like fumble the ball. They also yeah. threw picks. Like it's not even like that they had a perfect game. And I think they could have been up. I don't know. They could have scored even more. It felt like to me. Like you had oh, the agree. interception. You had the fumble. It, they the, were just the thirty-seven almost seems too close with how the game looked. I mean, honestly, it, it really did. Like you take away you take away the excitement of us seeing Stone Earl throw to uh, Jamori Macklin, and yeah. what do you have in that game? Again, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it felt fluky being down 12 at halftime. Yeah, felt like yep. they should have been down three scores. Yeah, they should have been down 20. Yep. Um, and that's the hard part. Um, are you concerned about the run game moving forward? I'm concerned about a lot, Bruni. Are we moving? To, are we moving to? <laughs> I was to trying big to. Picture? I was trying to just yeah do like one thing at a time. Let me uh, what. I guess what concerns you the most? Can, let me let me read through some fan tweets. Can I do that? Okay, go ahead. Sure. So because we're moving to the big picture, all I said was thoughts, folks. And we got... It's a good prompt. Yeah. Yeah. The, here's one. The worst D in the country last year lost two of its plus players, and it didn't add anybody. Getting out of hand. It's getting bad. This is from JD. I'm shaving my mustache, and I might be too. Chandler Rogers should be playing. Stone Earl looks like Jace Reuter. Great in practice. He looks like a rookie QB, which he is. That is why you go with a QB who has been battle-tested in a close competition. Defense is going to be good, but they need help. Depression. SpongeBob meme. SpongeBob gift. Depression. Yeah. Um, they look terrible against the run. Um, however, there was some positives in this one. Take that away in Stone's interceptions, and we're in this. Um, Stone's this in- defense sucks. Yup. Here, here's the one that got me, though. Yup, time to panic. You said one game. And we did. We said this team had one game to, to give it to, to give the benefit of the doubt of one picking Stone Earl and proving that they weren't the team that oh. used past. Stone Earl was awful. Uh, okay, I don't want to say awful because he No, he was, I, I wouldn't yeah, we can talk, we can dissect he wasn't that awful. Later. And then, I'm sorry, I thought I had a tweet. Maybe maybe you sent it to me or someone sent it to me. Um but it, it was something a little bit more nuanced than just instant reaction. Yeah, you can look it up. Yeah, if you um, want to talk real quick. I, I just don't – I don't think Stone Earl was bad. Mm-hmm. But it felt very much to me that he was asked early on to make singular reads, which worked. That's how he completed a lot of his passes. I didn't see his eyes move at all. I didn't see him progress at all. 
um, it was very much a cookie cutter type of uh, play calling for Stone Earl to keep it simple for him. And it worked. And then Cal adjusted. And then Stone Earl had to make some plays. And then he tucks the ball and run. And it doesn't work. Because you know why? Stone Earl, as much as you want him to be a good runner, he's not scary as a runner. He's not. Like, I'm. he's not fast enough. He's strong, cool. Like, he can try to get you some yards. But he's not winning the game with his legs. Right. So he has to be, in a sense, like a pocket passer. And he has to make reads that pocket passers have to make. And he's not making those reads. I mean, the interception he threw when they were in a zone, he just threw it between two guys. And two guys could have intercepted it. And he was just staring at him. I was like, what? This isn't this isn't what good quarterbacks do. Yeah. So, yeah, Stoner, like, I'm not giving him, like, an F. But, I mean, geez, C-. minus. C minus. There you go. C minus. So I can agree with that. And I don't think, yeah, I mean, I can't grade Chandler Rogers. We didn't see enough. I can't grade Chandler Rogers either. I thought his interception wasn't great. Um, but I don't know. He had to throw the ball at the end of the day. So I I still don't know if Chandler Rogers is even the op is uh, the answer. So, I mean, he lost out to the quarterback that we both just agreed did had a C minus game. So, I mean, what are we going to say here? Um, I can't find the tweet. Do you, you don't remember it at all? I, I can't remember it. I can't remember it all, unfortunately. But yeah. uh, let, let me start with this because it, it kind of gets to the same to the same point, and that none of us really expected this, and that would be from the head coach himself saying that that's the one that's the worst tackling I've ever seen in a half. Um, that's a quote. And then also uh, the other st- the other thing said, I got to look myself in the mirror as the head coach of this program. That was an embarrassment. This is game one, Bruni. Yeah. Like, 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 I would like to. Uh, I know it's a different head coach, so he's gonna he's gonna talk differently. And obviously, Seth, I don't think would ever say anything like that because he's he was very buttoned up. But where do you think, in his mind, he's at? One for the big picture, and two, seeing teams like UTSA obviously continue doing what they do in a in a harder conference against a team that's better than Cal. So, big picture wise, um, there were a few moments where I thought North, like North Texas this year is just not. They don't have the talent or the personnel for what this team wants to be uh, from the coaching perspective. Like, remember when Grant McCaslin took over that first team and you're like, this doesn't feel like it's what Grant wants, but they're going to just try to figure it out. Yeah, That's kind of what this is. This is like, all right, we don't have what we had at Incarnate Word. You know, we don't have the players that fit our system to a degree. And one of the moments where that stood out to me was when, they went five wide and threw a, I believe it was a comeback route to a running back. Mm. And I believe it was a Kaika Ragsdale flag flanked out all the way on the left side and they threw it and he just dropped it. And I was like, this is what we're talking about over the off season where it's like the running backs are learn- having to learn how to catch the ball. Gabe Blair is having to learn how to pass protect like stone Earl's having to learn how to be a pocket passer yeah, all of these things add up into where it's not comfortable. Yeah, just flat out not comfortable. And from that perspective, I think that's what it's going to look like this entire season. Like, I don't think you're trying to fit square pegs and round holes right now, and that's going to lead to losses. Like, I just you can't. This, this team isn't good enough to talent its way to win games. 
And that's the scary part. So you asked me about future competition. Heck, FIU next week, right? Yeah. Not a good team. But if North Texas doesn't have an identity, can't stop the run, which FIU's only good thing it can do is run yeah. the damn ball. Four passing against La Tech, yeah. Like, and then you get to La Tech, who did just get blown out by SMU, but at least showed a little bit of spunk in there, here and there. I think they lost 38-14. Um, again, not i i don't know we came on here after uh on our preview podcast and talked about navy fiu and la tech and we're like okay the three wins right there i can't guarantee anything about this season anymore because tell you something if we lose to fiu who's about to lose who could possibly lose to maine we're gonna have they a should, problem they're not losing to fiu dude i just i i can't i can't um also <laughs> last year's defense ranked 105th in the court in the country yeah uh, on epa so again like you said now, it was an awful defense last year, and now you change coordinators. Now you lose Gaddy, Davis, Nixon. And you don't, again, go back. going back to my initial point, you don't replace them with high-level transfers. It, it felt like, it always felt like to me, Eric Morris didn't want to overhaul this thing. I don't know if you got the same feeling, but it didn't feel like he wanted to overhaul it. I guess kind but of. He brought in Chandler Rogers, but didn't guarantee him i guess to a degree i was convinced he didn't have to and i think that was like looking through rose-colored glasses because clearly i was wrong in that but today we you and i both watched two teams that just completely overhauled their whole roster just one beat tcu after being awful last year and then the other one just destroyed us (laughs) after you know having 50 different players turn over so i mean and i was just about to ask you before you asked me that was you know we can we can say over and over again this is the this is the you know, this is what happens to G5 schools. You lose your good players to Auburn, yeah. whatever, whatever. Well, there's also still good G5 schools. There's still UTSA, who doesn't have, like, when we talk about that, we talk about this a lot specifically, who doesn't have the facilities that North Texas has. And you go through the whole American outside of, like, a Tulane or a Memphis or, or something like that. I mean, SMU, I guess, to a degree, but they have a lot of money. You know, how are they able to stay afloat? How was any Conference USA school in the past that UNT can never get over, stay afloat. You know, like, yeah, there's transfers, but there's got to be some give and take here because obviously you can be successful at the G5 level. No, and and that's what I... I look, this year kind of is what it is. Yeah, and, and I, I think I, everyone and agrees with that. We just, we just didn't think what it would look like. Yeah, and I'm not giving up on the year. I think they'll win some games, but like... Like I said, this this whole season is trying to fit a square peg in a round hole from a talent perspective, a um, schematics perspective. There's nothing about this team that makes sense when you look at the personnel and then you match it with the coaching staff, to me, like yeah. at all. And that's going to take years to change. That's going to take transfers to change. Like, as much as you hate to say it, Texas State is beating Baylor right now at the time of this recording. Still? They were up... 15 at halftime. I think it was 28, 13 at halftime. I saw the halftime score. Their quarterbacks, TJ Finley brought in from LSU and Auburn basically was the backup at Auburn last year. Heck, he started games at Auburn last year. And then Malik Hornsby, who was the backup at Arkansas last year. Those, both of those players are probably better than the two LSU players or North Texas players right now. Like, I don't know. At the end of the day, you're going to need just, transfers and you have to hope that they work out like that's kind that of take? why is north texas not done that texas state I would like say you said below. maybe he thinks maybe he thought he had enough 
I agree, but is that a problem? Oh, it's a definitely a problem for oh, this yeah, year. Yeah, okay. I just yeah, I mean I know it's a problem this year, oh, right? It's, like it's... like I can like you can give a pass for a year. And I'm I don't want to go like way too far ahead in this, but what I'm saying is like Texas State is in a worse conference. Oh, Texas State is the worst program overall. That's what I mean. I was going to get to that. It's the worst program overall. And here they are. When has North Texas ever beaten or been up on a Baylor-type school ever? Arkansas. But but Arkansas. That year we, you know, looking through the glasses of hindsight, showed that that Arkansas team was really bad. I don't know how good, I guess, Baylor is going to be this year. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we don't know. (laughs) Baylor Baylor could be also like that Arkansas team. Um. Point is, is, is Jeez, Texas State's up 35-24. Yeah, 35-24. Oh, God. Like they didn't the like they're not they're not scoring, you know, fake punts and, and yeah. punt returns and things like that. Like and I think that that's what a lot of North Texas fans are tired of is is where is where is our G five success coming from? You know, like Yeah. I mean this is this marks what this fifth year in a row where they'll have been, you know, basically not good North Texas. And I'm not giving up on them being like maybe six and six they're not winning seven games okay no no i don't think i'm winning seven but i'm saying they they can very well beat fiu they can beat la tech and they still beat Abilene christian like i still think they can go three and one in this non-conference i agree like that's I think very that's reasonable the but that's not now, the problem the problem you'd is have when to you go get to the navy like how like how much better is this yeah. team than navy because now we don't know <laughs> just, i mean really i mean honestly I like, that's good. not a shot at anybody we don't no, know i don't feel good I don't, I don't feel either. good. I don't, I don't feel good about Temple either, honestly. Like Temple, I, Navy again. Go back to our top of the five, right? Navy, Temple, um, UAB, um, Tulsa, and oh, that, that, those are the four. Those are the four conference games that are are winnable there. Yeah. And I was like, you got to win three out of those four. So, because then you have the other four are the, the stretch of death. Yeah, the stretch of death, which I also and Tulane. They said that beat UTSA, and I don't know if that's even going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But Tulane looks a, a freaking amazing. UTSA is losing to Houston right now, but I, I think they're at least – I think they're still decent. I Like I said before, I don't think UTSA is as good as they, they've been, but I still think they're they're better than North Texas. Um, then you got Memphis and um, – who am I forgetting out of that list? Uh, SMU. SMU. SMU's, yeah, SMU is very good. So, yeah, it, it's – it's but like so, good. like looking at the UTSA score, UTSA is losing seven to seventeen. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I have it on right here. Yeah, Frank Harris threw three picks. What if North yeah, Texas watching. threw three picks tonight? Yeah, you know what I mean? Watching. Like that's that, and that's the difference. Like, yeah, UTSA is not as good as they've been in years past. Frank Harris threw three picks, is under almost under fifty percent uh, passing percentage. Yeah, like they aren't doing anything. But it, it's not looking like it looks like they're a team that's just dude. No, just, they're still just, a good team. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's what I mean. It looks like that. And you brought up yeah. a grant the a point about Grant earlier. Like when we watched that those early Grant teams, the team looked a lot different. Like yeah, clearly like they were being outclassed, right? Like clearly, like they yeah. were gonna lose games. But you saw moments. I did not see a single moment tonight where I'm like, yeah, we can take we can take that away. The run game wasn't there because it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense. Fit. You're, they're running. They ran stacked receivers on the boundaries, which I've seen before. But yeah. I've seen stacked receivers on the boundaries from teams that have quarterback stacked. that have yeah. that are Tennessee last year. Tennessee last year with freaking Hinton Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, Brew McCoy, yeah. like Cedric Tillman. Like I've seen those teams run that. North Texas doesn't have that. Okay. They don't have well, a then, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is it a concern 
that we're doing that with the personnel. So like, no. Personnel. So this is my bigger point. Okay. I'm willing, and this is why I get on this podcast, and it goes back to it's that old quote. It's like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm a little disappointed, yeah. but I'm not mad. I That's what I am in this team right now. I'm not mad because it's like when your toddler does something draws in the um, and you know you can't really blame them because they're kids but you're still mad well eric morris comes into this job and is like look this is how i'm doing things this is how i'm running the offense Capone, you run the defense we're gonna do things our way we're gonna try to fit these guys into our system and it might not work your one but then we get our more players in get a better understanding of the system your two's better and you go from there Obviously, we hope they'll add transfers, add talent in general. But regardless, you get the point. It's like you can't be mad at them for doing what they do, yeah. because we 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 wanted a change. We did. We wanted that. We wanted that kid. You know, we we had the child. Yeah. And now it's you have to live with being up at four a.m. sometimes. You know, the growing pains is what is going to be this entire year. So yeah, they might go four and eight. They might go four and eight. And ultimately, I hate to say it, but we kind of just got to live with it because they're not winning games with Stone Roll as their quarterback. I'm sorry. No. And beyond that, again, Stone Roll is not the main problem here. Uh, I didn't think the offensive line was great. I don't think they have enough receiver talent outside of Macklin. Um, I don't think, definitely don't think they have enough defensive talent um, outside of like Rod Brown, who I didn't even see much of him today. Yeah. Uh, again, they're fitting pieces that don't fit their system into this system the safeties should not have to tackle this much because they can't <laughs> like i'm sorry oh and again the linebackers don't help either really here right kevin woods yeah. not even, i mean he played a little bit but he didn't play a lot so you just it, it doesn't fit what they're doing and so that's what i'm saying that's my whole point is we had a kid the kid is eric morris he's he's gonna learn he's gonna grow and we just have to put up with the growing pains Okay, because I don't think this is his fault. Like, I'm not no, mad at I, Eric Morris. I don't, I don't you mad at Eric Morris? No, I'm not. I'm not mad at Eric Morris. I think fans could be mad at Eric Morris. I'm not mad. Be mad at Eric Morris. I mean, look we, again. It goes back to what we've seen: new coaches come in and win the games, and like, oh wow, this looks like a whole totally different team. Yeah, North Texas looks like a different team, but it's it's the same players as last year, and that's not. I think win. I think that's like, where. Bro, I, think, I worked, and I, I I don't like bringing up LSU. I know people don't like me bringing up LSU, but like. Bro, LSU last year, game one against Florida State, they lost and looked god awful. Yeah. Like, and then they go on and win, you know, nine and three on the year. I'm not saying that's what's gonna happen with North Texas here, but like you you figure things out year one. And that's with Brian freaking Kelly. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, you're gonna learn. Sorry, I ranted for a long time. No, you're fine. For for the fans that already wanted to put this kid up for adoption. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um i'm trying to figure out the question my computer's about to die for nine percent plug it in i'm in the kitchen we're just going if it dies it dies if it dies it dies um for the for the people that are already like oh my god i thought we were gonna seven five six and six shoot five and seven why is it okay to go four and eight because I agree with you. Like before, I went six and six. Like those two weeks prior, I was like, they're probably going to go four and eight. Look, I, I, again, I want, but I want to. I, I as the it's not the group, fun. Is it okay? 
it's not fun, but it's necessary. Yeah. That we didn't we, Seth, what did we say about Latrell's teams? Like this was like Latrell was that was what the program was gonna be under Latrell, right? Like yeah. six and six, seven and five, maybe at best, but you're losing the bowl game, that type of stuff. The thing is now they're losing games, but the future is still brighter than what it was before. So it's going to hurt. It sucks being not being good at football for a fifth straight year, fourth straight year, whatever it is. But the future is still bright because I still trust Eric Morris. I still think he's a good coach. I think there's a good staff. They've recruited at a high level. They're going to have to hit the portal this year harder than they probably thought they were going to have to hit the portal this year. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, you got you to gotta clean this up. You got to get more yeah. talent on this team, bottom line. Yeah, I agree. Since your computer's about to die, I'll get to the last question. I think it's the question that everybody has come in, or we've all had coming to the this game. Stoner or Chandler Rogers? I said on the last podcast that Chandler Rod- we wouldn't see Chandler Rogers, so you already won that in the pick'em, which is good. Yeah, but I think like the Stoner. Uh, uh, we'll go through our props in a second, but go ahead. Yeah, but regardless of the prop, is I didn't think we'd see. Chandler Rogers because I thought Stoner would would do pretty well. He didn't do pretty well. That pick in the second half was really bad. Yeah. Um. What, what do we do moving forward? What's this team looking like for you? At quarterback? Yeah. Just Chandler would, Rogers is not good would, either. He I would that, start Chandler that, Rogers. He threw that noodle arm of a ball. Well, he was he couldn't step into the throw. I'll give him a little bit of grace there. But yeah, I would start Chandler Rogers next game. You start Chandler Rogers. I would start Chandler Rogers next game. Okay, and that might be unfair because he's going against a worse team. But like, way I would start worse Chandler team. Rogers. Way worse team. I don't care, dude. I just and I know Stoner hit a couple of those passes, but there's no way. Well, I think it's like you move. said, like you didn't see anything that wasn't to the book. Like you he's didn't see. Not a, he's not a. He say was it, third string it. for a reason. Like he right. wasn't good, dude. Like he's his mechanics don't look smooth. He doesn't look comfortable in the pocket. He drops his eyes to try to run too much, and he can't run. He's not fast. Like uh, he hit Jamori Macklin when he was wide open twice. Good for him. I think Chandler Rogers could have done that, but yeah. Regardless, yeah. I I just yeah I'm I'm still I'm not sold. And we, we said that before the year, right? They, you're not going to have two really good quarterbacks here battling it out, and it's great competition. And, you know, these guys are just two elite quarterbacks. No, one was third string, transferred from Allen Christian. The other was a starter at Louisiana Monroe. Yep. You're lucky if one of them's good. But they had a battle throughout camp, and it's pretty. it was clear that neither one of them was, was good. So, anyways. Plot okay, case. Jace Ruder starts next game. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jace Ruder, just throw him out there. He's got some arm uh, – Pat Talon, at least. All right. The pick'em recapping real quick. Stone uh get the stats up. Stone Earl rushing yards. Oh uh Colin had the under. I had the over 45.5. It is well under. It was well under. Uh well under. What do you finish with? Hold on, UNT. Sorry, well, I took it down for UTSA. Net is negative eight. So there you go. Is that what we're going with? Okay, that's fine. Even if we're only going positive yards gained, it was 20. So yeah, yeah, it didn't make it either way. Um, Colin wins that one. Other one was uh, not seeing Chandler Rogers. I said hold no. On, you hold said on, yes. hold on. I got it. UNT defense forces over under 1.5 turnovers. Colin says under. I said over. It was over. It was over. There you go. 
UNC Cal over under 55.5. We both said under. <laughs> Cal did that themselves. Yeah, Cal did that themselves. They overhit in the first half. Yeah, it was like, like just yeah, in general. It yeah, was 2134, something like that. Yeah. 2133. Um, do we see Chandler Rogers? I said yes. Colin said no. The answer is yes. And then game prediction, Colin said 31-24 Cal. I said 27-24 Cal. We'll just give neither of us those points. Colin is right. We won't give you nope. – no, that's too far apart. No. We did, yeah. that, we did that a couple times last year, though, is where it was way too far apart. We don't do that. No, you you were right. Because okay. think about it. Like, if the spread the spread was five and a half, right, I basically had North Texas covering that in my pick. You didn't. Like, Okay. All right. That's substantial. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, two and two. Two wow. and two overall. So, damn, man. There you have it. Tough um, I, you got anything else? Uh, we've gone 40 minutes. I feel, like, I feel like we can just keep talking, but no, there's nothing else that we really need to talk about. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. On to FIU. On to FIU, which Look, better be a Win the out. next three games. Win the next three games, or else I – damn it, don't make me pull the panic button out of its retirement, Okay. We pulled it out last year at some point. Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. All right. It's not, it's not, hasn't been used in over a year. I wasn't going to use it this year because, again, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Okay. But don't make me pull it. If you lose we just, to FIU, we just, we just gave the child the scolding for drawing on the walls. And if they do it again, if you do it again, <laughs> adoption. Adoption. <laughs> we just skip all the steps ahead of that. Um, yeah. So don't win the next three games. Go at least three and one. Give us some positivity, give us some momentum, and then go from there. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll take our lumps from there. So, anyways, that's it. Um, yeah, for Colin Metro, I'm Matthew Bruni. Um, also, while y'all are here, we'll um, talk about Home Field Apparel, fifteen percent off. M Green, mm-hmm. buy your gear. go buy yourself a shirt after watching. Actually, you know what? Go buy yourself a cow shirt. You know, use that. Yeah, use that. Yeah, use buy that. Buy any team. Buy a Texas State shirt. I don't care. Yeah. Buy UTSA shirt. No, buy a UTSA shirt. Don't buy don't UTSA buy is selling right now. Well, we'll see. They're getting the ball back. But anyways, all right. My computer's about to die. So uh, thank you all for joining us. We will be back to preview FIU and just talk some ball, uh, I think, on Thursday or whenever Thursday we do our preview podcast. Yeah, sounds good. All right. See you all.